0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. A safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is a place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. Welcome to another episode of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Our iSlide team captain entering the huddle today is author, speaker, podcast host, and CEO of Powerful Woman, spelled P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L-L. See, that, 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 that was on purpose. She is the one and only, my new friend, Jenna Banks. Listen to me. She is a powerful force of love, self-love, to be more specific. It is her mission to teach people, primarily women, how to make loving oneself second nature. We, we discuss her book, um, "I Love Me More: How to Find Happiness and Success Through Self-Love." What an incredible title! "I Love Me More." Jenna had a childhood that that was absent of love, if you if you ask me. That made this journey of self-love and self-worth seem completely unobtainable. Uh, we get into that terrible childhood. We talk about forgiveness. And of course, we have some fun because that is how we do it in the huddle. So let's pay some bills. And when we come back, the next voice of wisdom you will hear is Jenna Banks, our I Slide team captain, entering the huddle. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain segment is sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides, NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of slides. Visit islideusa.com and get started. Use code MONICA. That's right, you heard me. Use code MONICA at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. And while you're there, take a look at my personal collection. I designed each pair myself. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with Islide USA. Oh Jenna, how you living? What an intro! I'm hey. living great. How about you? <laughs> hey, thanks for asking. You know, I'm um I'm living the dream. I'm I'm living the dream. I, I really can't complain. I want more hours in a day. You know, I want a couple things different, but I, I mean, I, I've I've laid out this life, and so I'm living it. So, but thank you for, for asking. Happy uh, Women's History Month.
1: Yes. Happy Women's History Month as well. I'm really excited about this month. Yeah. Uh, we got a
0: whole month of spotlight. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. I started the book, right? Your book, I Love Me More, How to Find Happiness and Success Through Self-Love. And it's good. Oh, no, no. It's (laughs) like like, it's so personal, though. It's like gripping me. It's an easy read because it's so interesting. And I got to tell you, though, like, you went right in. I mean, yeah. like first <laughs> paragraph, almost like first sentence, is like childhood mm-hmm. trauma. And I was like, whoa, it kind of took me off guard because you know, I met you and you're upbeat and you know, like all hyped and, and the title of the book. And then I start reading and I'm like, whoa, it like stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just want to, you know, start there. Yeah. This was a journey, right? Like you, yeah. you were this person now it's almost like death to ultra living what totally I'm steps in between I, I would imagine so let's start at the beginning without giving away you know the book because y'all gonna go buy this book now march 8th drop <laughs> go buy the book don't think you're gonna listen to the show and then you don't need the book that's not how we roll okay support 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 so so give us this glimpse here this is just a trailer to the movie that's all this is here mm. you grew up in this house and it is a traumatic, your words, childhood. You mm-hmm. describe some things, who's living in the house, where are we, what part of the country? Talk to me about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, so at the time I was in Florida, Okay. and I was the oldest of five children. Now, mind you, I was the only one from the other, the first man, the first wife, and then okay. he went on. My father had four more children, so I had four younger half siblings that okay. I was raised with. And I was raised in that home most of my life with my father and his his with wife. Your father. And, okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. Your bio mom at this.
1: <laughs> Well, she was in California and uh she you know, I saw her like once a year or not even that. She was very not active in my life. Um, talked to her rarely. So I didn't really know her. But oddly, I knew my grandmother very well. In fact, she was the biggest support I had, was her mother. Okay. So, okay. Uh, um, but yeah, so it was <laughs> a very strict religious home, as you probably read. It was very almost like cult like in that we couldn't uh listen to secular music they called it secular which means not christian right yeah. um and we couldn't watch anything unless like if, if it wasn't christian then it had to be like black and white leave it to beaver literally leave it to right. beaver
0: like
1: yeah. Haley mills all these old 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 movies well, and little house
0: on the prairie probably ranks yes, there yep yep definitely <laughs> little house
1: on the oh my god i forgot about
0: that show (laughs) that's probably your wardrobe too (laughs) Laura
1: wilder yes oh yeah yeah no makeup you couldn't do any of that so uh and we can also even watch cartoons like scooby-doo because they thought it was evil because there were ghosts in it oh
0: wow you're talking fundamentalists like super christians is what i call them Mm -hmm. and i use that term weirdly because I, just so for, for context here, I went to a, a Christian high school, mm-hmm. so I'm very familiar, dated um, back when I was straight um, guys that were that had yeah, a long time ago, uh, <laughs> before I saw the light. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah! <right? laughs> and seeing things differently. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was that type of school, like no secular music. We didn't go to prom. We went to yeah. Florida for our senior class trip. But mm. we didn't get to go to, and I still remember who was there. New Edition. Oh, yeah. yeah. It like, it was, you know, how all the seniors it was Senior Week, and everyone went to Disney. And we were the only school in the park that couldn't attend the concert because <sighs> it was Christian music. Yeah. yeah. For our prom, yeah. we had two Christian comedians because we couldn't mm. have music they were so you can relate you yes. can relate <laughs> girl i got you i got okay you. okay so, so you're there in this household where it's mm-hmm. supposed to be all this love and whatever because it's yeah. supposed to be christian god is it's, love right, right. Love. getting mm-hmm. the complete opposite
1: complete opposite it was so stricken, and oppressive and we couldn't be free to be who we were as individuals. I'm a very creative person. I have a lot of, I just like to express myself and I couldn't do that in that household. So I was always being punished. And that was the thing. It was like constantly being, I, I call it beaten. Um, you know, they call it spanking, but truly, you know, there were objects involved and breaking of the skin and all of that. Like, I mean- I yeah.
0: I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because in the beginning, you say, you use the word spanked and then right behind that is with a two by four, yeah. and I literally backed away from the page. It was like, mm. that's not spanking, that's yeah. beating, right? So yeah. that that you were you were kind and in, in just in the description of that, I thought, which which leads me to my next question: Have you been able to forgive? Oh.
1: Have to, you have to. So I talk about forgiveness in the book. You haven't gotten to that part no, of I it. You. I mean, <laughs> but, but, but how, how do you, I mean, like, how? You do have you to, forget? you have to, it's not for them. It's for you. So I came to find out and I told this story about how I, it hit me. I had this epiphany in my twenties where I had been holding on to a grudge against somebody who did something to me at work. And I was just ugh, seething over it. Mm-hmm. And it. And one day I just realized, what am I doing? I'm, I'm the one suffering here. (laughs) She's fine. She's going about her day. Like there's nothing wrong. And here I am seething. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And at that point, I realized that Holding on to resentment or grudges or not forgiving only hurts you. And why would you torture yourself like that? I'm all about self love. Yeah, and that is not self loving to beat yourself up like that. So you forgive for your own peace.
0: Yeah, but but aren't there steps though, Jenna? Like I know that that's that's a great, and I believe you. It's a great bumper sticker, nice t-shirt. <laughs> you saying? forgive yeah. so that you can move on. But you did you just wake up and go today I'm going to forgive and I'm not going to harbor any more resentment. And like, what's the steps? How do people get there?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I do cover this in the book because it is important to understand this is a how to guide. I literally yeah. lay out like how to through stories and steps and science and data and research. Yes. Like how to get there? Well, you have to, there's this thing called the 10,000 things I talk about, but basically you have to think that that other person has 10,000 other things that is probably could be the case, right? Mm-hmm. So in your mind, you're thinking, well, they did this to me, but in their mind, you know, for example, in the case of, of my mother, let's say we, okay. cause I talk about the trauma with my mother right. as well. Right. And I had to think about, you know, how she came at me and attacked me in that last final attack. Um, through her written words that were just yeah. meant to to annihilate me. Like she wanted me like physically dead. Um, and she said that in, in right. so many words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and basically I had to realize, you know, look, what, what people do to you is a reflection of what's happening inside of them. Yes. And so what was her background, right? What trauma did she experience right. growing up? What belief system is she operating from? You know, maybe she had it horrible and she's thinking, you know, the world is attacking her, right? And maybe there's all these things that could be happening and you have to forgive just because it's got to be torturous to be that person to live yeah. with that perspective, right? And the-
0: right. That's a good point. And that
1: could be said for anything happening to you. Let's say you're a celebrity and you've got trolls. I'm starting to, I'm not a celebrity, but I'm starting to experience more views on my reels and things like that. As that increases, these people pop out of the woodworks and try to drag you down and say horrible things. And it's not that frequently, thank goodness for me yet, but, um, but you have to look at that and go. Forgive them, you know, you go, you know, what? I'm right. I'm sorry that you have to live a life that where you can only spew hate and that's yeah. got to be miserable. Right.
0: So I think like pretty much what you've come to the conclusion is, is that those people that hurt as we, we you know, everyone knows are hurt people, yeah. they have, they don't have your book. They didn't have that's a book right. like yeah. yours to help them separate themselves from that hate so that they can be productive because you're right. They don't have self-love. Yeah. So it's almost like they're mad at you if you do, mm. you know, and, you know, as, as say haters, they're, they're hating on you because you yeah. see yourself, you, you see yourself differently. This, mm. this metamorphosis, this change though, right. I'm going, I'm going to dip back for a second into the childhood. And then, you know, as a teenager, you mentioned your grandmother here today, it was a, a big support for you. Yeah, I think support was. is so important For people to try to tap into those different supports. Who were your biggest supports, you know, growing up and now helping you with this change? Well, I
1: had one support growing up, and that was my grandmother, and that was it. That was it. That was it. it. That's all
0: I had. Church. You guys are going to church every Sunday. No one is like, this dude's got it wrong. Pastor's not pulling your dad aside and saying, I think, wow.
1: You know what he said when I confronted my father, which I talk about in the book that day, I confronted him said, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here anymore. And he was like, okay, where do you want to go? And I was it, literally no emotion. Um, you know, I felt a lack of love for a reason. There was a lack of love. Right. It was all about him. The world had to revolve around him. I won't get into details about that, but we know what kind of people those people are. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, he, he was like, okay, well, where would you go? And I said, I want to live with my my mother um i didn't have really any options and i didn't know if that would be an option i hoped it right, would be an option right. he says well would you do me a favor and at least go talk to the pastor I'm like okay so
0: he brings me to the pastor and you know what the pastor says just like that though he's talking to you like you're talking to me now that's the F- effort yeah. would yeah. you do me a favor talk there's to the no pastor?
1: emotion whatsoever oh,
0: wow yeah, none and
1: how old are you at this point point? 14 <laughs> Jeez. 14. Okay. Yeah, so he takes me to the pastor, and the pastor says he talks to me, evaluates me. He says, "You have a demon, and you probably inherited it from your mother." Yeah.
0: That's, <laughs> oh, pardon my French. That's that new shit now. Demons, <laughs> yeah. Demons are part of DNA now. Oh, that's yeah, new. Yeah, okay. I inherited it. Yeah, I was I was born with it. <laughs> wow. So do they do some kind of like get rid of the demon exorcist type thing or no? It was basically like. It was basically
1: the ammo my father needed to just be like, yeah, she needs to be gone anyways. She right. I don't want her influencing my other four children that I still have control over. So yeah.
0: now yeah. Are, is the is the stepmom at the time, are you close with her or um no? Okay. I mean and this are is a torturous treated, home. Mm, are you treated differently than the other kids?
1: Yeah, I was. Wow. I was the oldest, so I was her right-hand man and took care of everything. I did the cooking, the, you know, helped with the ironing of my dad's clothes. I brushed the girl's hair because they had long hair, braided it for school. I was literally her slave. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So it was a loss for her when I was gone. Yeah. yeah I I had no, and, and she didn't stand up for me and she certainly didn't, uh, you know, she went along with whatever my father said. So, yeah. And, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, she- Regrets some of the things, so I, you know, she was behaving how she was out of her own trauma, right. whatever. But yeah. you know, again, I forgive her, but it doesn't make it any more. I don't feel any more bonded with her, right? <laughs> because that situation that was uh, not good. I was not yeah. happy.
0: Yeah. So now, walk me through this. So you you grow up, you you move, um, and when do you start to realize that you don't love yourself? Like, when does that first like hit you, you know, the acting out, like, but when is it, I know the things that you do, right. You you know, especially as girls and and women tend to give our bodies away and and all that, but when does it it hit you? Damn, I'm not loving myself. Oh,
1: that wasn't until way later, but the ultimate was (laughs) the ultimate lack of self-love was my suicidal tendencies. So once I went to my mother's home, which was not not physically abusive, but mentally right. extremely abusive. I feel like I know now that I've gone through all my healing of my trauma. That actually the bulk of my trauma came from my mother. Wow! Through that just couple of years of staying with her, it was the most traumatic experience I ever had. And um, and so so. I'm sorry. I've, I've, it's uh, Friday, right? TGIF. My yep. Mom, yep. my yep. short-term <laughs> memory horrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when I, did you know? When did you know uh, oh, that right, right, right. I am so, love myself?
1: Well, I, I didn't, I was so self-loathing. I had no sense of self-value and no sense of self-worth that after I became numb living with her, um, I got kicked out for the last time when I was 16, went to live with some friends and bopped around and um had stint at my grandparents and you know, wherever, and landed at a friend's house at uh 16 or 17 and got my GED, but I became very suicidal at that point. Mm -hmm. So the bottom of the bottom, I just didn't want to live. I really just thought life isn't worth living. I can't feel anything. I had no emotions. I had no, I was numb. I I couldn't feel happy or sad or good or bad. I just couldn't feel. And so I didn't want to live. And that was, I, I, at the time I didn't realize it was a lack of self-love. Obviously looking back, I can see that clearly, but I had no sense of value, no sense of self-worth. And so I wanted to die and I tried multiple, multiple times. Mm. The last time led me into a hospital uh, where I was in a coma for several days Wow! um, because I took a whole bottle of pills, very intense pills, and someone found me convulsing. They called the ambulance, took me to the hospital, and I would have died if they hadn't found me. So that was, uh, you know, amazing that I survived that, and I'm so grateful for that. So But looking back, you know, I ended up getting pregnant at 19 and married at 19. And that actually saved me. Mm-hmm. The hormones came back on, my emotions came back on, and that changed everything. Now I felt everything. And I think that that going through that transition was where I then started to tune into my energy for the first time, because right. I could feel it so intensely, right. you know?
0: Right. So now it's possible because before, what I hear you saying is you weren't feeling anything, yeah. you know? So now the hormones are helping you identify happy, sad, yes. crying, all of this emotion, which then indicates to us that we're alive right? And that exactly whole of some of this stuff, like, oh, I can do this to make myself happy. I can eat this, mm-hmm. this my problem, or look at this, or watch this, right? And and get in with those senses. So yeah, that's uh, so pregnancy help you. That's, that's, mm-hmm.
1: that's awesome. yeah, it was literally a gift from God, the universe, yeah. whatever you want to say, literally, it's, I I needed that. And I truly feel that my entire life has just been so beautifully universally orchestrated. Like I, I I came in this religious, you know, I was in brought up in this religious home. You'd think I'd go the opposite, which I did for a while. I felt like I was an atheist for a while, but I found my spirituality in my twenties and really, Um, came to realize a bunch of things. And now I'm still very much on my spiritual journey, journey, as I think everyone is, right? We're all discovering things for ourselves. But, um, you know, I know for a fact that I'm not in this alone, that this is,
0: you know, that I'm I'm,
1: I'm assisted by the universe at every turn, at every turn.
0: You know, what I like is that you have, you haven't, the book, you haven't left people out here alone, right? One of the things I heard in your, you said your grandmother was your only, support system mm-hmm. and you didn't have a template for the reason I think one of the reasons I'm no psychologist you wanted to die was because what was there to live for that's right oh, well yeah. I mean to get up again and do what to be yelled at to be screamed at to right. be not loved to be not loved mm-hmm. before that your, to be hit to be beat like who would yeah. sign up for that oh I know what I want to do today I hope right. I get two by, two by four who did? no? know right no. no you didn't have a template also and the book allows for people that would be in a similar situation to now have a template. Talk to me about the book. That, that's the thing I want you to talk about. Like, I know it's a workbook. It's going to help people. I love how you weave it in your stories. It's not this dry textbooky. It's not just only your story. Oh, Listen to only what Jenna went through. But you tie it together. Tell people to outline it, like, you know, why you want to do it that way and like the nuances of the book.
1: Yeah. I mean, the truth is, I'm not a doctor, right? I'm not a spiritual guru, I'm just a master and me of me who learned how to love myself despite all the hurdles that I had to overcome. And it was a journey. And that's why I wanted to write the book was to outline how I got to where I am today. A person that is full of love. I love myself more than anyone else. And it was through choosing myself along the way saying, these things aren't making me happy. I'm going to choose to detach from them regardless of the social societal norms that say you should stay with your parents or stay with your partner or stay with what the job, right? Because it's good, pays you well. No, like if it's not making you happy, choose yourself and make your happiness, your number one priority, and it will always serve you well. And that comes down to self-love. You make yourself your highest priority. The book is called, I love me more for a reason, because someone listening or watching right now could say, you know, well, I love myself. It's, you have to love yourself more. It's not enough to just love yourself. You have to love yourself more. We can love ourselves and not go for the dream job, right? We could love ourselves and not be able to really communicate what we want to our partners. Right. We have to love ourselves more, more than our boss, more than our spouse or partner, more than our children. And I know that sounds terrible to say. It might sound like conceited, selfish, narcissistic. Mm -hmm. I might be triggering someone right now because that is what most women especially believe We've been raised to believe that self-love is selfish. And so we end up self-sacrificing. Right. Self-sacrificing our needs for everyone else because that's what we were modeled. Right. But the truth is we have to love ourselves more, more than everyone else. Because when we do, when we fill up with our own love, that's how you power yourself up. You stand in your power when you're overflowing with love, which by the way, God is love.
0: Talk about it. Come on. God is
1: love, which (laughs) means- Love is God. Mm -hmm. You fill yourself up with your own love. You have this God energy, this love energy coming out of you. You're giving it all away to everybody else. And that so I I have a good litmus test for you, anyone listening right now.
0: Let's do
1: it. Ask yourself, who are the people I love the most in this world? Okay. And if you think about it and you write it down, most people are like, my kids first. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe even God first, who mm-hmm. you see as something outside of you, God, my kids, yeah. my partner, yeah. usually myself never ends up on the list. Yeah.
0: It feels never. weird to write it on the list. It does, right? You know, it feels selfish. Like it, looking, selfish. it feels like, oh, this is about, I'm not trying to make this about me, but no. you're saying we have to flip that in order for us to truly love the people that are on the list. Holy. We got to start here and not just love, but kick it up a notch to the more. Yes. It yeah, makes so much sense. My friend, and, and let me, I was just going to ask you, do you think women are more prone to this? than? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm now there's a lot of men
1: out there who do need some self-love. I've met some of them and therapists would say, you need to work on self-love and I'm, I see it clearly, but right. most men have been raised to believe, Hey, you know, go for your goals. You know, you're the man, yeah. you know, yeah, you're right. You, to, right. you don't have to worry about, All this stuff like, and women have been raised to self-sacrifice that, you know, if we're not sacrificing ourselves, we're selfish, narcissistic, all of that. We also see certain things like, for example, through writing my book, I came to find that women are averse to the idea of power.
0: Mm. So think
1: about it. Another good litmus test is think about it. Would you willingly say I am powerful? How do you feel about that? Every woman I've asked is like, ooh, it's even the most some of the most successful women yeah. thought it was a virtue to say, oh no, 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 I'm not powerful. We saw right. we shrink ourselves. We're trained to shrink ourselves small, that that is a good thing. But we should want to be powerful. We should want to take up space. Yeah. You know, doing things that work against us, and I try to point a lot of these things out in the book, things like apologizing. You know, women mostly women, some men do it too though, say, like, let's say I, I live in a building and I'm getting into the elevator. If a woman is walking out at the same time as I am, she'll say, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a good, that happens all over the place all day long, all kinds right. of women doing it all kinds of ways. Right. But why are we
0: sorry? Yeah. For what? For what? <laughs> you do anything. Walk it. You're, right? you're walking. Yeah. You're, and you're, you're right. Men don't, I. you know, I can't even think I'm. I'm going in my head trying to picture that scenario and how it would sound from a dude, you know, apologizing for that. I'm sorry,
1: I'm walking out of the elevator. You think of him as kind of weak and uh, uh, insecure or whatever, but why do we do this? And we think it's a good thing. Oh, I should say, sorry. It's programming, it's conditioning. There's all these unconscious social norms and programs that we as women inherit from our mothers, from our grandmothers. And then we carry it around. So here's another interesting fact. Did you know that we form 95% of our belief system that we operate our day-to-day from by the time we're age seven?
0: Wow. Seven. I did not know that it was that soon. I knew that in this socialization kind of circle that the very first people are norm shapers, yeah. are our parents, and then we move from those immediate norm shapers to teachers and mm-hmm. You know, church and then or mm-hmm. right, and then the institutions come in, church, education, or whatever. Yeah. I didn't know that then basically who you are is by age seven, depending upon who I guess those norm shapers and those teachers and those institutions are that you participate in.
1: Well, and it makes sense, right? We do a gazillion, as humans, we're pretty incredible creatures. We can yeah. drive and think and chew gum and I'll do all yeah. these things at the same time. Meanwhile, in our bodies, we're like, our cells are dying and replicating and doing all these <laughs> things. There's so much happening. So it makes sense that our operating system wants to hurry up and learn some things so that we don't have to think about them anymore. Yeah. We go into this unconscious, subconscious kind of operating system. And then we go, okay, this is what a girl is. This is what a boy is. This is good for a girl. This is good for a boy. Right. I got it. Got it. I'm gonna move on to other things because yeah. I'm growing and learning and whatever. But unfortunately, we never question these things that we just take as, well, that's a fact when they're actually not
0: facts. No, they're beliefs. They're not, they're not. yeah. And you know? it's um when I do a lot of uh bias training, and I think that sometimes we I say we brand people to like like goods and services are, right? Like we mm-hmm. just we sear into the forefront of someone's brain. Oh, certain people are good at certain uh, races are good at math. Certain people season their food. Certain people don't season their food. Certain people can play basketball. Other people can't. It's like we brand these. And I get to this point where I'm like, I sing a song and I'm like, for instance, if I tell you guys like a good neighbor and then everyone's response is
1: is there, yeah, and
0: so I'm like, you need to have state farm, but the thing yeah. is, it's seared into your brain that that's what we're supposed to think about state farm that they're there for us, and I think we do the same thing with gender norms, yeah. right? That you know, you hit it uh, pink, and you know, there's um, you'll appreciate this Bob Jones University, a Christian uh, university, has pink and blue sidewalks, mm. so mm. You're boys, you walk around campus only on the blue sidewalks. And the girls walk on the pink sidewalks.
1: Pink, oh Lord! Yeah, and that just <laughs> that
0: again, just these norms, right? Like, it's crazy. Let me ask you: Do you what? What is there a difference between self love and self care?
1: Yes, I'm what glad is- you asked that question. Yeah, it's a very, very good question. By the way, I'm a huge fan of self care. Absolutely. You know, as a woman, I love buying myself flowers. It makes me feel good. Like I treat myself to stuff all the time, not overboard. And obviously I talk about this in the book too. I I go into the business of self-love. I go into parenthood, all of that, because you don't want to buy just to like make yourself feel good with buying stuff. But, you know, let's say you've worked hard and you want a massage and you can afford it. Go get a massage, you know, take care of yourself. But that is self-care. It's more superficial
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: doing things to make yourself comfortable, you know, take a bubble bath, things like that. Self-love is sometimes a lot harder. It can Mm -hmm. be painful and Mm -hmm. it can be uncomfortable too. So for example, sometimes you have to do things like what I talk about in the book, break my own heart. There's this Heart-wrenching story about me breaking my own heart twice with a guy I was really in love with, but I had to choose myself and love me more, and that meant breaking my own heart because I knew this wasn't wasn't good for me.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that he didn't break your heart. You put it on you. You broke your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Because you were loving yourself enough not to settle.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, that's 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 loving
1: yourself more. Mm -hmm. That is hard.
0: hard. You're right. That that's an upgrade because most people would be like, I love myself. I love him. He's gonna stay. he loves me, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, what else is there? What else is yeah. out there? I should just yeah. I should just go ahead and do Settle. that. Mm-hmm. People would be happy to have him, right? All mm-hmm. those things, yeah. Oh, and, you yes. know, and then probably you break up with them, and, and there are some people like, "What? Why did you exactly. do? It's <laughs> like I yeah. love him," you know. and so that, that
1: was the impetus for writing the book. I had a friend who was in that position. She's like, "Why?" You guys seem so perfect for one another and I right. love you and I love him and I want you guys back together. And I'm like, no, I love me more. And she goes, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> she meant that though, right? She meant she that. did. She yeah. meant
1: it. She is my age and she didn't understand it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand? Like. I value myself more than I value anyone else in this world. If I'm not going to get what I need, if I'm not 100% satisfied and I'm feeling dissatisfied more than satisfied, I have to choose myself and leave that situation. She just could not understand, but she ends up going home, thinking about it for weeks. She loved us both so much. And she was like, Jenna's convicted about this. So I got to figure this out. Right. Right. (laughs) So she's thinking about it, thinking about it. I didn't know about this until later. And she calls me one day a few weeks later after dinner. And she's like, Oh my God, I got it. And I was like, what? She's like, I, I need to love myself more. Like, so she, she's like, look, I, Jenna, I broke up with this guy because of what you told me. I just wow. did. And she goes, I realized by allowing what I was allowing in my life this him making her not feel valued. She was constantly like feeling anguish about the, the scenarios that he would present to her with like, oh, let's go on this date. And then, oh, I'm going to cancel it. You know, all the crap right. that you do about yeah. dating, all that crap. But he was not meeting her needs and he would never be able to. He wasn't capable of it. And she's like, I realized that I wasn't valuing myself
0: by allowing this in my life. Mm. So and she said crazy, man, you've cracked the code here. Jenna Banks, you've cracked the code because it's the more part is what, I, what I'm what i stuck on now. That's it. I'm so glad you said that. And I think that that is going to resonate with people because I think you're right. People love themselves, you know, and you're taught that if you love yourself too much, oh, mm-hmm. I've been called a narcissistic, you know, son of a, I mean, all of these things, cocky, yeah. all of that. And mm-hmm. some of that may be true, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> just keep it real but the more part is so important because then you attract more oh my right? god yes you find the person that can deal with more you get the job that is more you make yes. some more money because you out here running around loving yourself so much that yeah. you can't no one's gonna huh? take you down here because you up here High five, Monica! you're girls! <laughs> I get this. Yes. Okay. yes. Okay. okay. This makes sense. This is making sense. All right. Now, here's the thing. Now, when you go to start loving yourself more, right? Are right. there three things you can do immediately? And two part question. I imagine that when you do this, you're people are going to give pushback. Like if you start. Yes. Like you know, putting yourself first in your current situation, there may be people that are like, Hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> How do you navigate, you know, that? But first yeah. answer, you know, what can I like? I want to start today with the more. What do I do? Get my book. Yes. That
1: that's gonna be your handbook. You gotta wait okay? till so
0: nobody can do more till March 8th. So just keep keep living a <laughs> crummy life. For a couple more days.
1: (laughs) No, but (laughs) you can pre-order it now. So it'll ship on Margie with a soap. It's right around the corner. But, But no, but really what you could do today is start to realize that it's going to be uncomfortable. That's hmm. what I talk about. Self-love can be uncomfortable and hurt and it can hurt sometimes. Be willing to go through that discomfort yeah. for yourself yeah. because you're worth it. You yeah. are worth your love. Be willing to get detached from these relationships. So you mentioned someone might go, oh, you're being selfish. Right. Well, if someone accuses you of being selfish. That's actually selfish on them to say that. Mm, okay. That means they're uh, yeah. used to having you a certain way. And that is manipulative to try and get you to change for them. Right. That's actually they're being selfish. So anyone who says that to you is just used to you being a doormat. And letting you cross, letting them cross your boundaries and all that—it's yeah, there are going to be some people who might have a problem with it, but, um, that's just because they got, we're used to you have, having no boundaries right, or, right. you know, all of that. So, yeah. you know, you gotta, gotta be willing to, you know, let go. Okay. I'm going to have to distance myself a little bit from you yeah. until you realize that I, I love myself more and, you're going to have to deal with that. You know, it's, it's cool. okay. And that might mean eliminating some toxic relationships. Yep. It might mean, um, you know, reassessing your friends. Now, I'm not saying a whole reassessment, but I had to drop. I talk about this in the book. I had an old high school friend who just never evolved with me. And it was almost this obligatory friendship oh. because I'd known her so oh long. God.
0: I got a couple of them hanging on. Tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I need okay. this.
1: <laughs> Here is, so I have this, um, I talk about the power container in my book. This is your guide. I'm going to give you a framework right now that okay. you can take right now. You don't even need to buy the book. Just do this.
0: Well, y'all going to buy the book though. Don't tell me.
1: <laughs> buy the book,
0: buy the book. Okay. Give us the, the framework. <laughs> this
1: is how I've lived my life. This is how I've lived my life. Okay, so you have this power container, imaginary power container that rests in your soul, goes down to like, let's say the bottoms at your bottom of your stomach and the top goes to your chest area. That's your imaginary power container, okay? When it's full, when you've got, when you're full of your own energy, which is love or attention, right? I call them all the same thing. Your love, your attention, your energy, that fills up your power container. When you're giving your love, your attention, your power, your energy back to yourself, you fill up your power mm-hmm. container. You feel what I call powerful F U L L okay. full of your own power. You're not taking it from anyone else. You're not asking anyone else to fill you up. Hey, a partner of mine, make me happy because I've been giving you so much right now. You, you need to make me happy and you're not making me happy. So I'm going to be mad at you and try and control you and do all this stuff to you. No, no, no. Make yourself happy. Fill yourself up so you can feel powerful. But also the opposite of that is the drains, right? So the drains Mm -hmm. are the things like people crossing your boundaries, people pleasing, saying yes, when you really want to say no. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that drain us of our power. And when we are drained of our power, we feel that, too. So what we feel is depleted, depressed, resentful, angry at other people because you're not getting from them what you're giving to them. You feel unmotivated. You feel like I can't accomplish whatever. I, you're pessimistic about your future. You feel annoyed, right? right. People can easily annoy you. Yeah. That's your indication that you're not filling up and that you're being drained. Okay. okay? So if uh, so, if you're in an encounter with someone, let's say we're going back to the story of the high school, old high school friend. You're talking on the phone with them. This was when I had that moment, that epiphany. I get off the phone with my friend and I'm just like, God, I feel drained. Yeah. I feel depleted. She's not giving me any love. And I'm telling her all these things I'm up to. And there was not a single like, oh,
0: that's great. No right. encouragement, not about no support. Nothing about you. Always about them. Girl, I feel like well, you been listening to my last conversation. I, <laughs> and you know what I did? I put down
1: the phone and I'm like, why am I keeping this person in my life? Why? I'm getting nothing out of this. Right. Obligation isn't serving me. Yeah. One way well, what would happen? Yeah, so what would happen if I don't respond to the next phone call? Tuning into the power container. You know how it felt? Really damn good. Really? Yeah, it felt really damn good. And I was like, hmm, I'm just gonna keep going with that. And then she tried again to get a hold of me. I just never responded. Uh-huh. And that was I could have confronted her, but I knew our relationship wasn't salvageable. So right. you know That's the
0: point, right? And-,
1: and and the feeling, the good feeling that I had in my soul. Told me everything I needed to know that I was
0: making the right decision for me. Yeah. So now that is a good point, though. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Is there ever a wrestling match between the self love and guilt? Oh my God. And what do you do? I
1: love that? you, Monica. You are an amazing host. Let me just tell
0: you. <laughs> You're looking like I'm in a therapy session, just kicking it with you. I've got people listening to this thing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you ask the best questions in the whole world.
1: I have something to reveal to you about guilt. Okay. So... Guilt is something that especially plagues women, which is why I wrote this book specifically for women. Again, it's not that men don't need self-love, but women have specific issues, which what I call sabotages our ability to self-love. I had to get to those things first in the books before I could even tell you how to start practicing it because we have to be aware of these things. Guilt is something interesting that uh, I, when I started digging into the research and the data, come to find out which by the way, I pepper the book with research and data along with my story. So there's not, it's not just me saying this, there's science behind this. So when men feel guilty, they feel guilty about things like drinking too much alcohol, Mm-hmm. or, uh, eating too much. They're like, Oh man, I'm, but again, that's a self-love thing, right? Cause if you think right. about it, they were not yeah. good to themselves. Yeah. So men are better at loving themselves than women. What women do is we feel bad, uh, about the idea of hurting someone else's feelings or something like that. So, um, guilt though, is something mostly fabricated in our minds. Okay. And it actually means that you're breaking a pattern guilt literally means you're breaking a pattern. So it mm. could be like, um, you know, you, you say, okay, Jenna, I'm going to practice some self-love today. I'm going to do what Jenna said. I'm going to say no, because that's what I feel like saying. And it feels good to me in my All power right. container to say no. So I'm going to yeah. say no, you're probably going to feel guilt. And this is what I talk about when it might be uncomfortable. What does guilt feel like? Think about what guilt feels like. It feels uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, guilt pushes you right back in your programmed lane. Mm. So instead of doing something wrong, like we think we're doing, oh, I'm doing something wrong because I feel guilty. Let me go back into my lane. That feels more comfortable. Right. You're actually breaking
0: a programmed behavior. That's that discomfort you're feeling. That's deep. She didn't drop the gym in here in the huddle today, people. Wow. And you know what? I just thought of this the whole reason that, you know, take the friend, you hang up the phone and you're drained, right? That mm-hmm. drains your power tank. Yeah. And so then I was thinking, well, guilt could drain your power tank also. Oh, but so- then, the, then you, since your tank will be drained anyway, it might as well be drained in the, the area of separating because the guilt isn't always going to be there. right. Right. Other feeling is always going to be there as long as you keep that relationship with that person. Exactly. So you Go ahead and let the guilt drain for a minute, but then it's going to be gone and make more room to just keep being, you know, uh powering up your, your tank. Oh, right. I got it. I got it. The knowledge is
1: power, right? Knowledge is power when you know. Oh, well, actually I don't need to give into guilt. This is just me changing a pattern. I'm going to just, you, you just blow it off. Right you now. And then it, cause what happens is it turns into shame and anger at ourselves. Now, yeah. not only are we not loving ourselves, we're beating ourselves up. We're creating, we're draining our own container. Yeah. It's terrible. It's so yeah. bad. It's so
0: bad. Right. And I think it also must be, you know, not good for the other person. I'm really thinking specifically here about the, the friend that like, they have to know I'm not having a good time still. Yeah. And, and they can't be like, we just in here tricking ourselves, right? It's, like, it's
1: fake. It's just fake. Like, let yeah. it go. You know? That's Someone...
0: time. Oh man, you dropped so many good gems. Okay. Listen, we're coming on a time up. Uh, I want to ask you some questions. This is what I call our two minute drill. Okay. okay. I'm going to fire off a bunch of things uh, to you. You get to pick between the two. Okay. No explanation, Jenna. You just answer the first okay. thing that hops into your mind. Then we'll move into our fourth and one question, but I'll explain that. And then I'll give you an opportunity to give some explanation. But for this round, two minute drill, straight rapid fire. You okay. just tell me what you think. Okay, okay. here we go. Hip hop or R&B? Hip hop. Uh, the book club or the club? Like going out to the club. <laughs> the book club. Sports car or SUV? SUV. Okay. Take a class or teach a class? Teach a class. Beach or cabin? Beach. Uh, hoodie or suit? Hoodie. Really? Yeah. Like, I brought it for you, Monica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you really just wanted to put on this today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Movies or play? Oh, movies. Okay. Uh, cook or takeout. Takeout. Pancakes or waffles. Pancakes. Sausage or bacon. Sausage. Chess or checkers. Chess. Fly or drive. Fly. Definitely fly. Uh, baked or fried. <sighs> baked.
1: <laughs> okay. My my heart wants to say fried, but I'm going <laughs> to say baked because that's my <laughs> logical side. Because I uh, do that. Bake <laughs> <steak> or
0: salmon. <laughs> salmon. Um, treadmill or bike. Bike. Skydiving or kayaking? Oh, God, no skydiving, kayaking for sure. (laughs) And the last one of the two-minute drill, Saturday nights or Sunday mornings? Mm, Saturday nights. Saturday nights. Okay, thank you for the two-minute drill here. Now, I've got a question for you. We call this the fourth and one question in the huddle. You know, fourth and one. Bring it. Okay. Like, what are we going to do here? We're going to go for it. And so the question is, can you talk to us about your biggest regret or learning opportunity and not so much. You don't have to tell us the details of what it was unless you want to, but what you learned from it and how you apply it to your life today. So this, this event mm-hmm. happened, I dealt with it this way, but what I learned from it was this, and I can show you Monica, that I really learned this from it because this is how it shows up in my life. Yeah. Good one.
1: Well, I um I'm gonna give you a recent one because this is the one I'm still work, I'm still dealing with it. Okay, actually. So um, you know, I I came from nothing, right? And so I, I even went through bankruptcy. I talk about that in the financial section of the book about 27 years old filing for bankruptcy. So having to not only be responsible for my financial well-being, I had no Man, I would never let a man, by the way, be responsible for my financial well-being. But, uh, but you know, doing it all my own and becoming self-made, I made finances a really big focus later on in life. And, um, and so I'm saying all that to say that I started buying property in Atlanta after I left California and was able to afford it. <laughs> and right. uh and so, you know, so I started building and really like making up for lost time. And um real estate's such a great investment. And I'll tell you, when the pandemic was starting to hit, um actually I, I did this before the pandemic because I saw that something was happening in the market. I was doing Airbnb and I saw okay. that one of my properties wasn't doing so well. And I started to think, wow, I feel like something's happening. We're about probably going to have some economic issues, and I was thinking I was I was feeling the last crisis of 2008, right. the financial crisis when everything went crazy with real estate and yes. a bottom dropped yeah. out. And I I didn't want to be have so heavily invested if that happened. Sure. So I reacted based on that conditioning of the past, which you know can be problematic if you think about the fact that we are mm-hmm. conditioned by these traumatic moments. And so I was, I dumped that property and I really regret it because that was part of my plan. I should have just stuck with my plan, Mm. you know? And so what I learned from, I mean, I still regret it to this day because I'd be, I, I missed out on the opposite, which was a big boom. Right. Right. And, um, you know, that was a big, it was a big property for me to have. So I really, I really wished I had held on to it. Um, and so the biggest lesson that I learned from that is um, well, there are two. One is don't be reactive based on you mm-hmm. know, stick with your long-term game plan, yeah. right? Like trust yourself. Trust yourself, right? right. There was that that was supposed to be a forever situation. I didn't need to yeah. divest myself out of that. There's highs, there's lows, just like stock market, right? It's gonna go up, yeah. it's gonna go down. You can't be pulling your money out every time yeah. you're worried about I stopped stock-
0: looking, you know, the little apps where you check every day. I just can't even be bothered. I'm just like Somebody just let me know when I'm all the way broke, all the way rich, honey. I can't keep up.
1: That's what you're supposed to do, though. That's what any good broker will tell you. Don't look. Just don't look. But another big lesson I learned from it for me, this is going to mean something probably more for me than anyone else, is trust the universe because everything really does happen for a reason.
0: I believe that. I I love it. And I think people need to lean into that. If you do your work and you're loving yourself and put love out there, then I think the rest takes care of it. I mean, we have a saying in sports that's like, you know, if you work out and you study your plays and whatever, the scoreboard, you give it maximum after the scoreboard going to do the scoreboard. It's going to take that's the score. Right. It's going to take that's care it. of itself. And so I think- so that, Don't
1: regret. That's that's yeah. the key. Yeah. No regrets because no regret. everything
0: happens for a reason. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I love that. This has been absolutely amazing. Um, I want to ask you a couple more questions that you can give us some insight to. Would you rather have a conversation with your ancestors or your future great-great-great-grandchildren, and why?
1: Oh, definitely the future. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I just can't even imagine what kind of a freaking metaverse within a metaverse we're going to be living in, right? I know, right? I mean-
0: I, uh, the metaverse is, uh, yeah, I got an Oculus for, for Christmas.
1: Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. how is it? How is it's it?
0: over here charging now. Cause like after this, I'm getting, I'm getting wow. on. It's amazing. It oh. literally is amazing. And it's so good for me just like, this is truly unplugging, yeah. you know, because you literally can go and visit different places. And so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, loving it. So yes, I, I, I think some of it's a little crazy, I, you know, people are <laughs> buying and selling real estate. Uh, oh really okay the metaverse and paying real money oh for my god. it and I mean this one guy got on the, I'm in the community on like Facebook and he was like somebody moved out of my my house without any notice I don't know what to do <laughs> and I was like is this a joke like I kept waiting for like Ashton Cook to <laughs> pop out and say we're being fucked he was dead serious there was oh, an no. attorney in the room saying I handle these types of cases I went on oh my god there was an attorney in. Yeah. And- So you're in real estate, you might want to get you some virtual stuff. I don't know. It's any good, but but yeah, just you know, you get you can try it out. All right, my next one. Uh would you rather be stuck on a ski lift or an elevator? And why?
1: Oh my god. I was actually stuck in an elevator recently. So I think I'm going to say elevator because uh, I was in there with my groceries, thank goodness.
0: Oh, good. yeah. But, <laughs> but it then, was two hours. I mean, two hours?
1: Yes, two hours. Were you the only person in it? Yes, I was. Oh, wow. And you know that emergency phone thing yeah. that they've got in yeah. there? It wasn't working. <laughs> so thank God you
0: had your cell phone.
1: I did, but I have horrible reception in this building. So <laughs> it was really bad. I so I got a hold of someone and they're like, uh, we're gonna send a guy, but it had been raining, flooding. And so like power went out all over the city. So a lot of places were dealing with this situation with people stuck in elevators. Yeah. So it was like, well, when is the elevator going to make it? And and I was getting no one was like the, their procedure was I, I actually went and complained after this whole thing. I go, I want to help for the next person stuck in the elevator. Yeah, Th- this was not cool. Right. The way this right. Was hand- no one was calling me and telling me updates like,
0: yeah, what if it I was, was elderly person or somebody that need to get to their medicine or had to go to the bathroom? Like, yeah, sounds like their system was messed up okay it
1: was and so I resorted to screaming like in the elevator I'm like <laughs> texting with my my now boyfriend and at the time though he was keeping me company I like, thank goodness he was so sweet to keep me company the whole time and I'm like I gotta go I need to I need to make some something happen here so I started screaming help help <laughs> but it worked because some poor soul some nice little walking by on the right. floor that I was stuck between he's like Oh, are you stuck? I go, yeah. He goes, I'm going to go find someone. So he gets the maintenance guy to come there and talk to me through the thing. So I'm glad I started screaming because
0: wow. <laughs> that could have been traumatic, man, but I'm glad it worked out. And you mentioned your boyfriend now, does he love himself more? Is that a requirement?
1: By the way, I just want to give, I just want to point out the benefits of loving yourself more by me saying no to those relationships that were causing me internal chaos. I attracted, like you mentioned, you're you're this point of attraction. I attracted a man I never even knew would exist in this world. Like everything I could have ever wanted and more. Wow, And and that's because I said, no, I said, no, I I deserve better than this. I deserve to be valued for who I am. I deserve it because I feel like I deserve it. When you feel you deserve it, you will get that what yeah. you deserve and this man is absolutely more than I could have asked for so yes he does love himself he had to work on his self-love so thank you know I'm in his life for a reason too yeah read my and book honey
0: read my book yeah. before you say anything else to me okay boo
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so I've been able to help in that area too but like I said there's a lot of men that also need some help in the self-love yeah. area but yeah he's, yeah he's definitely there he's definitely there now
0: All right. Well, shout out to him. And and see, ladies, you can get yourself a a man, too, by getting this book Uh, because you will attract him. Jenna, this has been amazing. I feel like we could talk for another hour, but we got to wrap up. Um, So iSlide USA is one of my sponsors of the huddle. They make slides and the, the slogan is stand in what you stand for. And I have a line there. You can design any slide. As a friend of the show, we would like to send you a pair of these slides. So I will design them for you. I'll get your size off air because, you know, you got to watch, giving your size, Girl are going to be people and they only want you to put up an OnlyFans with pictures of your feet. But this is not-, oh, God. <laughs> not that type of show, people. OK, so I'll get the size when it's just you and I, but I do want to know and tell the people, if you could put anything on a pair of slides, you get, you know, right and the left a message on there mm. and stand in what you stand for, what would you put on a pair of slides?
1: Mm. I mean, my instant reaction without even thinking
0: about it is I love me more. I love it. Why don't we do, I love me on one foot. And then we do more really big on the other foot.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, you are so creative. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. What, what yes. color scheme, what color are you, are you thinking about
1: I uh, my color? So I'm, for those of you who can't see me right now, I'm wearing a teal turquoisey teal hat and uh bright coral lipstick and necklace because those are my colors. So yeah,
0: they are yes. for you. They are oh, thank All you. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna design that. We'll uh put that up when we drop this show as well. And we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna love ourselves more. Oh, I'm excited. That. Thank yeah, you guys. Um, absolutely. Excited. absolutely. Now tell everybody uh where they can find you on social media your website the book drops uh, march the 8th where they can get it tell people what's next and all that kind of stuff talk to them
1: i'm gonna make it super simple just go to my website which is jenna-banks.com because there's links to everything on there um the amazon and noble you can buy it at target all over the place um airport bookstore so if you're at the airport go drop by your local airport bookstore and hopefully it's there yeah. um but also all my social media handles are there i'm really active on instagram facebook tiktok Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn as well. Believe okay. it or not. I love LinkedIn too. So um, once you get the book, I want to help you hold your hand on your self-love journey. So definitely connect with me on whatever platform you like to use, because I will be sending you some nice reminders. for I day. love
0: it. I love it. Jen, thank you so much. And everyone, listen, when the book drops, don't buy one, buy two, give one to a, a, a special woman in your life that you love, and tell them that you're giving this to them because what you want for them is for them to love themselves even more. We are kicking it up to more level in 2022, baby. Our iSlide team captain entering the huddle, dropping a whole bunch of gems is Jenna Banks. Jenna, thank you so very much for being our team captain. And um, now we're gonna have to have you back. We have to have you back. I want to. I think we could have an episode on each chapter and just go oh, totally. Through. I mean, the financial. <laughs> we didn't even touch on like the financial literacy aspect so if you're gonna be a friend of a show hell you might end up hosting this little thing with me who knows oh, but thank you, you you. So much. thank you i love you very much <laughs> i told you that was an amazing interview i hope you will order jenna's book i hope you remember you are worthy of love and that we teach people how to love us by loving ourselves Make yourself a priority, especially this week. Follow me on Instagram at Livingston3636, Facebook, Monica D. Livingston. Look me up on LinkedIn, and please, please leave me a five-star review wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And don't forget, you get more Monica D. on my website at www.monicadlivingston.com. Shoot, y'all know I'm not scared. Call me, text me, 703 898 uh, 2754. Yep, that's my number. Don't you prank phone call me. And maybe you'll get a pedicure this week and order a pair of my eyes slides. Just come with Monica at the checkout um, for that Huddle family discount. Until next time, in the huddle, decide how you are going to be great. Remember, call the right play for your life. Success awaits you. Ready? Break.